Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. We have a fantastic episode for you today. We have a guest that has agreed to speak with us in a number of different industries. This person has participated that we find just fascinating. She has been a model. She has been an actress. She's been a stunt woman. She has a, a unique comedic funny bone. We have the the joy to speak with Cody Renee Cameron today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is an absolute pleasure. Um, I have to start off this interview with a very specific question. Uh, who wrote your IMDb profile? Did you write that? <laughs> um, so it says that the author is Cheeto Cameron, which is my dog. So <laughs> she wrote it and that's the story I'm sticking to. <laughs> I uh, I have to say that the the number of particularly um, I don't want to say bland but very serviceable but simple uh, things that you find on most of those uh, websites are it just kind of starts to put you to sleep and then when I saw yours like oh this person actually has a a good sense of humor and and uh, and knows what's knows what to do with it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I also have to apologize because it's a pudding podcast and I um, am eating yogurt right now. So I feel like I'm cheating on you. Oh, not at all. Not at all. We just we just like to uh, spread joy. And most people love pudding. So why not? It's true. I like chocolate pudding a lot. <laughs> so how did you get into the industry? You Did you start uh, with modeling? Yeah, so I was like a super ugly duckling growing up. And I remember looking at Christina Aguilera in Maxim when I was like really young and I didn't know what the word sexy meant but I was like that I want like I want to do that and then I like kind of started to get hotter in college I worked at Hooters and then I got scouted for Playboy while I was working at Hooters and that was kind of the beginning of it all so when you say you got scouted at Hooters what does that mean you know a dude comes in to get a hamburger and goes hey you not you not you two over there just just you <laughs> <laughs> basically and he gave me a card i was like oh my gosh this is so cliche i'm sure you just use this to pick up on ladies and he's like i swear he's like i went to the university of illinois i'm just back here for a football game like i'm a photographer in chicago and i was like yeah yeah whatever and then the next day i went and shot with him and then the next day i got a call and i was working at hooters at the time and they're like we want you and i was like ah! And I was so scared because I never like shot naked before or anything. Well, and that that is something that I kind of that I kind of wanted to touch on because you know we were speaking just briefly before we recorded, and I was mentioning that I we've had the the absolute pleasure to talk to so many people in so many diverse backgrounds, and in each of their backgrounds, there's a certain aspect of what they do that requires um, courage, and it just. I always wondered whenever you do modeling, you always have to have a certain amount of courage and you're always bearing a part of yourself. But when you're in that particular situation where you're bearing everything, how how do you get into a mental space to where it's like, hey, this makes sense. I'm doing this and this is going to be awesome. <laughs> I was definitely terrified in the beginning um, and in the audition shoot, right? So like, also I'm not getting paid for this. These pictures are going nowhere. I'm literally in this dude's apartment in Chicago that I just met. Um, I'm like a vibe person. I just feel like I was like, I got a good vibe. This is, this is it. And he was like teaching me all these things. Like I, you know, had my top down and I was like laying on his couch and he's like, 
oh, your nipples need to be hard. He, and he gave me a cold Coke can and he's like, and I'm like, is this guy doing some weird fetish thing? Like, I don't know. And now as an experienced model, I do know like, so if you're like, your boobs look perkier and it's much more like photogenic and all these things. But at the time I was like, um, okay. And then he had this squirt bottle. Like I was like some cat getting in trouble. And it's like, um, like glycerin and like a little bit of oil. And it like, it just gives you a lot of texture. And he like was spraying it on me and I was so cold. And I just remember thinking like, what? I'm going to get murdered. Like, where's the machete? What's happening? <laughs> but I like, the, the cool thing about photos is you can be terrified, 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 sexy, and back to terrified. You know, you just have to look good for that one second. And wow, the pictures were phenomenal. Obviously, Playboy wanted me. So that was just like the beginning of kind of exploring that and um, I don't even know that I got all the way naked. I think I was just in my underwear, which was, again, enough for me at the time. But yeah, now, still. I mean, now, okay, so then I got used to being naked, right? Now I'm like, I could, clothes are weird. Like, I would rather be naked. But then when I moved into the acting thing, being emotionally vulnerable was so hard. Whereas, like, other girls are like, oh, I can do that. But getting naked, that's so scary. And I'm like, no, girl, get me naked. But, like, don't ask me about my feelings, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Well, and it seems like looking at your repertoire going into the film side of things that I don't want to say typecast, but they definitely saw us like, okay, here's somebody that's clearly very attractive and is able to be able to be in this particular situation. Does it feel like that's kind of like, okay, this is the type of person you you need for this role? Or did were you given opportunities to like, you know, let's let's grow into a slightly different direction to because I mean I see that you've had some improv uh, experience as well. Did they give you a chance to kind of try and be funny in some of these roles too? Yeah. So when you start out, you're kind of just taking whatever you can get and people are just basing everything off photos. And then as you start to get more footage of yourself, as people start to know you in the industry, like, you know, you get a lot more opportunities and a lot more room to play. And I can't tell you how many times I've been on a set and then started to meet people and started to perform. And the people are like, Oh my God, you're actually really funny or you're actually really smart. And then which, you know, it's kind of like a weird insult, like wrapped in a compliment or right, whatever, but, right. um, or a, more of a compliment wrapped in an insult. But, um, you know, they have, they mean it well. But, um, but I've had a lot of people add to my role or rewrite it. Like I was supposed to be like a slutty stripper on this pilot and they ended up reshooting it. And so they rewrote my role to where I was like, the mechanic chick like I'm like fixing the stripper pole and I get to ride my motorcycle to work so they like just completely <laughs> rewrote it for me and I was like this is amazing I feel like that 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 is something that can happen a lot on television shows uh, especially uh, you're trying to make something happen and you have kind of this general idea of how you want it to go and then just something kind of sparks and you're able to make something out of it now you're a huge you're a huge motor, uh, motorcycle enthusiast what is yeah. what is your favorite bike? Well, mine, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a, a, a lowrider Sportster, um, and she's got pink flames on her. Um, and I'm actually just a little sweaty because I was outside trying to install my sissy bar because I'm going to Babes Ride Out this weekend. It's an all-female motorcycle ride and camp out. Um, so it's, like, it's so fun. Last year was my first year, and I had a blast, but... Yeah, man, motorcycles, that has a big piece of my heart. Motorcycles, horses, I'm an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> okay, so for those of us that are not motorcycle enthusiasts, what is a sissy bar? 
Oh, okay. So a sissy bar is like that thing you would see sticking up on the back where people might have like their luggage wrapped around. Ah. So yeah, it can actually, so <laughs> I had to buy a basic one because I needed it here by a certain time. But there's this welder um, who does Playboy like bunnies within the sissy bar. And so I'm going to custom order one of those. I'm so excited. Nice. Now I know I'm going to get flack. My brother-in-law is, uh, is huge into motorcycles and I'm, I'm probably going to get <laughs> smacked in the back of the head when I see him next, but <laughs> had to ask, had to ask. So, okay. So you've, you've managed to, to carve out a certain, a certain amount of experience within modeling and you're transitioning in to the, the world of acting what was the most interesting or potentially difficult challenge moving from the one area to the other? Oh, <laughs> um, so I stepped into my first acting class, right? Because I was like, okay, you know, let's like, let's start to learn the craft. Because everyone also just thinks like, oh, acting, it's so easy. You just get up there and say lines. No, let me tell you, I was one of those people. I was like, this is going to be so easy. Like, I love to perform. And I get in there. And I'm like, hi, my name's Cody. Da, 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 da. And I was like trying to say these lines. And he's like, my coach is like, you're you're posing a lot. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, that's just like how I talk. And this is just like what I do. And he's like, it's not natural. And we had like this argument and it was this, the whole, it was a disaster. And at the end of the class, he's like, I feel guilty taking your money. He's like, you're so bad. And I don't think I can help you. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. Um, we've been together now for like seven or eight years. I actually have a meeting with him after this, but, um, I just was so stuck in the modeling world, which is very two dimensional. And like I said, you know, it's just like pose, pose, pose. Um, and I really had to, and also just looking a certain way. Like I thought I had to be this like iconic sex symbol all the time. And that's not really who I am. Like, I'm kind of a weird, awkward. Somebody said if, like, Rob Schneider from Hot Chicks is like me. I'm just, like, a weird, funny, quirky dude stuck inside of, like, a girl's body. Um, <laughs> I really like that description. But, yeah, so kind of just getting past, like, the kind of uh, Playboy idea and then into, like, vulnerability and who you really are and what makes you unique, right? I don't need to look like all the other girls. Like, what makes me unique and... Um, obviously motorcycles has a lot to do with that, but you know, beyond that, like, what are my childhood traumas and how can I bring that to the table and compassion and kindness? And I don't know, all these just like, yeah, it was a really wild ride. I mean, it still is. I'm still learning so much all the time. In, in the two different worlds, you're going to attract people that uh, admire your work over time and often fandoms of specific types of things, whether it be, you know, uh, uh, modeling, acting, motorcycles, all kind of relate in some similar ways, but in some different ways. In your interactions with people that have found your work to be interesting, what what do you feel is maybe, are there any differences that you've kind of run into of people that have come up to you and it's like, man, I really loved your work in X show or X movie versus, man, the, the, the spread in this particular issue was just amazing. Was there, do you find any peculiarities between the different worlds of fans? Yeah, I feel like, um, 
there are there are the people that just like want to see me like naked and want to see me do like raunchy stuff right and they like egg you on to do that and then there's like the more like highbrow fans who are like oh like you don't have to take your clothes off like you're so funny you're so smart and like I just want to like see more of that but it's it's really the whole arc like there's people that just like you should do porn and there's people that like why are you not uh, on the next why are you not a soap opera star or whatever and you're just like i mean that's crazy so well i know i know there are a lot of um individuals that have that have tried to cross over from one direction or another i know i always just out of you know in interest because I, I have an interest in the history of film and television and you know where these where people come from that create the things and so you'll see people like uh, a number of years ago Tracy Lords crossed over from the adult industry into the Hollywood industry and I and I I, I, I followed that progression with specific interest because she was in the one industry for so long it's like okay so how is her career going to progress have you found any instances where you've uh, gotten inspiration from somebody that's gone from one industry to acting that has kind of given you something just like, oh, that's what I should do? Ooh, I love that question. Um, first of all, let me plug a movie because Tracy Lords and I have a movie coming out soon. Oh. Um, uh, it's called Waking Up Dead. So uh, that was really cool. Just like being, I didn't get to, I don't have a scene with her, but like, to be in the realm of like Tracy Lords. And that was just like really awesome. Like I have mad respect for her. Um, I always really liked like Jenna McCarthy, right? Like she can be like sexy and fun, but also super talented, super smart. Um, Taryn Manning is another one that like, I love that she like plays like these like hooker drug addicts, but she, she's so smart and goes so in depth with everything. And um yeah, those are like those are a couple of people. I also just I love all like the classic '90s actresses, like like Drew Barrymore and Cameron Diaz, and um, there's definitely like a special place in my heart. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, oh my gosh, from Lost in Translation, like being the girlfriend, and then um, uh, also Charlize Theron, right? It's like these girls that were the girlfriend of right. the star into now they're these like badass action boss ass producer women. I like. I'm obsessed. I definitely like see that arc for myself. So some women are scared of getting older. I'm like, get me to my late forties. <laughs> <laughs> Let's well, fast forward. I, I, I like no. it. Now you <laughs> actually have at least one small thing in common with Tracy Lords in the sense that you have each been in a movie based on a comic book. Now <laughs> Tracy Lords was in Blade back in the day, uh, but. Do you know which film that you were in that was based on a comic book? Of course, Officer Down. Excellent. Did you know that going in or did you find that out afterwards? Um, that was a role where uh, I think the uh, another girl had been cast and she like bowed out the day before. And so um, I was kind of like thrown into that. But I think um, Sean Crahan was the director from Insane Clown Posse, which what an amazing experience. <laughs> um, but he, everyone was like so stoked about it. So they were talking a lot about it. Like, oh, this is based on this. So I, I knew. Um, and then watching it, obviously, it's you You can tell that it's, well, it makes sense that it's based on a, a comic book. Right. Now, yeah. were you a fan at all of comics before this? Uh, did you did it possibly change your perception about the media after you had the chance to have this experience? 
Um, I can't say that I have a ton of experience with comics. Um, I always love like Catwoman. Um, there's definitely characters that I love, but I mean, it's, I, it's so hard when you don't grow up with something. Like, I didn't grow up with comics, but I like like comic book movies. Oh yeah. So, yeah. It's become a lot more accessible than it used to be. If you had your choice, you know, the dream of dreams, you were going to be cast in the MCU at some point as a, as a character, uh, or if DC ever gets its stuff together and puts out a good universe, <laughs> they and they were to cast you, what would be your dream character that you would want to portray? Okay, wait, is Barbed Wire in those worlds with Indeed. Pamela Anderson? Indeed. Yes, give me a remake of Barbed Wire. That could definitely work. That 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 um, that comic book source material is actually a really interesting series, and a lot of people kind of poo pooed the original film, which it wasn't bad. It was actually a pretty solid film. Is it, it stayed fairly fairly true to the source material, and I, I would love to see an updated version of that too because it's got such a nice blend of violence and really interesting visual aspects to it. And it's just kind of a, again, getting a chance to have just a, 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 a kick-ass kind of female lead that just takes control. Yeah. And then what, uh, Black Widow also rides a motorcycle, right? Yes, are those does. the only two? Can you, are there any others? Oh, there are uh, that ride motorcycles. Yeah. And uh, then I guess Catman now, so she rides a motorcycle or basically cats. most of the most of the comic characters that are not going to be flying are going to have to have some form of transportation, so I assume so. But uh, you know, like uh, a lot of the bat family. So if you go with like Batgirl or something like that, there's gonna be Ooh, okay. And they haven't put together uh well, okay, let me rephrase that. They were going to put together a Batgirl movie, but it disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> like off this wipes off the face of the planet. Yes, it was going to come out, and then uh, Warner Brothers decided it was not going to come out. No, they're like, oh, here's like millions of dollars. We're just gonna put it in the trash can. So yeah, weird. I don't quite get that. That's uh, the the political part of what we do is just so wild. So I, I'm not sure if that was politics or if that was uh, what somebody thought was a shrewd financial decision uh, to. Uh, get a tax write-off or, or something of that nature oh, because they yeah. shelved a lot of product uh, projects yeah. and yeah. so uh, there are uh, there are let's say a few hundred thousand fans that are slightly upset <laughs> just, a <couple> people. <laughs> just, just a few just a few but you know you know what's not upsetting going on to your favorite website to, to get a chance to see what's coming up, you know, like on our website. Everybody loves pudding, right? You just go onto the website. You can see our upcoming episodes. You can see the scores that we've done for the movie reviews. You can see all of the people that we have interviewed and go right to their interviews. In fact, this fabulous lady will be up there uh, right as soon as her episode airs. Uh, we have the ultimate comic movie database. Every film based on a comic strip or a comic book, you can find out the information about it. Uh, or if you're a little more um, into the morbid, you know, like I can be on occasion, you can check out the uh, pop culture death counts and find out exactly how many people died on screen in any given television show or movie that we decided to count. Now, that's us, and a lot of our listeners already know where to find us, but not everyone knows where to find you. If we wanted to follow you, what are the best places that we can go to? So all of my social media is, hey, it's Cody, C-O-D-E-E, -E, 
because I also have like I had like a rap song come out and my rapper name was Code E. Um, I like now it. it's just confusing because everyone's like, that's not how you spell your name. I'm like, I know, but um, but yeah, I have, you know, a website. I've got the Instagram, the TikTok, the exclusive site where you can come chat with me. It's all. Hey, it's Code E. Nice. Yeah. So, okay. So back to the back to the film industry. I seem to notice a bit of a pattern on the types of films that you tend to be in. A lot of times we get some some of the really fun, cheesy horror or horror adjacent films. Are you a fan of horror films yourself? Okay. So as a kid, no. Um, but as an adult, because I have been in so many of them now, I, I have a subscription to full moon now and I'm just like in my free time watching them. I just watched head of the family and I definitely have this appreciation for campy, kitschy horror now, especially like knowing how it's made and what goes into it. And, you know, indie films versus like the big network things and how you know we don't have a lot of red tape and so you're literally just making what you love as opposed to like having to get permission from some higher up with zero creativity and um i'm just like starting to really like every day i fall in love with what i do more and more and i actually i associate produce for full moon now um so i get to be involved in the casting and all of like the production stuff and I definitely see like a lot of that in my future as well. Um, but I like the network TV shows too. You know, I've got a small role in Mayans motorcycle TV show, of course. Can't go wrong and, with that. Um, oh, I'm I'm pinned right now for a really big network show. It's fingers crossed. Um, hopefully, know in the next few days. Um, but yeah, I love I love all of it, man. I don't even have to be in front of the camera. I just want to like be making TV and film. If you if you had to name a favorite horror film that you have seen or heard of uh, or wished that you could uh, be in, again, like a remake, what would be your favorite horror film? So the I feel like the first scary movie I really saw that was like, oh, my God, that's scary, was um, John Carpenter's um, The Thing. That so that has, like, a very special place in my heart. And then also... Um, Paris Hilton and like House of Wax. Is that what or whatever? <laughs> that was like, I remember watching that and being like, what am I watching? This is crazy. <laughs> is that like a Rob Zombie uh, film that that uh, that he did that? I think so, yeah. Oh. Those... I'd also love to be in a Rob Zombie film. Yeah, he's he's got That'd a cool. he's got a clear love of of the genre. Now, do you prefer practical effects or do you prefer CGI? practical effects of course because it's so hands-on as the actor with cgi it's like i'm not involved in any of that they just do it in a room somewhere which i mean mad respect because i don't understand how any of that works but um but yeah definitely oh man there's nothing like just sitting in hair and makeup especially if it's like a topless scene and my like i'm just like boobs out and they're like putting like gory things all over me and then then we have to break for lunch of course so i'm just like Walking around like a little robe, just like gushing blood everywhere, like pieces of skin falling off. <laughs> well, if that's the case, might I make a suggestion? If you have not seen this, a, a classic film. It's from the late 70s, uh, American Werewolf in London. If you like to see excellent practical effects. Of course. <laughs> of course I've seen that. I've done my fair share of werewolf movies, so of course. <laughs> that is That is fantastic. Um, now, okay, so in my research, I wanted to kind of like, well, what's, what is this uh, 
what is this a person that is so busy going to be in? And it's like she's probably got like a project or two coming up. You have been incredibly busy, at least in, according to IMDb. You have a ton of stuff either that's done or coming out very shortly. Now, I know specifically you've got a film called Hex coming out soon. Yes. Um, uh, I think that actually might already be out. Did it, did it hit? I've, I've lost track because it got pushed back. Yeah. Um, that one we filmed a really long time ago, so I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> it would be hard to keep track of them all. Um, but that was really fun. That was like a, there was a skydiving scene and stuff. I mean, this is like a skydiving movie, a skydiving horror. So if you're afraid of heights, watch out. Yeah, that um, that looks like it could be a lot of fun. We actually talked to uh, Kayla Adams not too long ago uh, about that film specifically. Are oh, you, awesome! Are you in? Uh, are you in? Um, are you in a large chunk of it? Do you have a smaller role? What? No, I have a small role in that one. Oh, okay. That yeah. Did you get a chance to actually get into the whole harnessing equipment and go through the whole uh, to get the full experience of jumping out of a plane? So my scenes weren't filmed in the air, but we were in an airplane on the ground, like pretending to be in the air. And um, we did get to like jump out onto like a like a blow up mattress kind of thing, um, which was really fun. <laughs> did you say uh, again, again, do it again? <laughs> I OK, I was ready to do it a million times. That's like the kind of stuff I love. I just filmed a horror, uh, The Mutilator 2 in North Carolina. And, nice. Oh, shoot. I'm probably not allowed to say. Uh, okay. Anyway, I just I got to film a really cool stunt. And they were like, for safety, they're like, you can actually, the stunt coordinator was like, you can only do this three times because it'll be so hard on your body. And I was like mentally prepared for the first time to be like excruciatingly painful. And it wasn't. So I was like, I was, I was like, do it again, do it again, do it again. And they're like, oh, no, like, we think we got it. And I was like, no, do it again. <laughs> And like I was so persistent that they're like, okay, the stunt team's like, maybe we'll set it up for you to just do it again tomorrow, like for fun. <laughs> like no one's filming it. And I was like, okay. That, um, yeah. Well, you've, I, yeah. You've got a lot. Well, you've got at least a, a number of of stunt credits at this point. Is that something yeah. that just kind of it turned into something that you didn't realize you were going to really like, or you always knew it's like, oh, I would make me do make me do stunts all day long. I'll, I'll take the fall, and it'll be great. So I grew up definitely a tomboy, like played sports, like scraping my knees, climbing trees kind of thing. And so it just like makes sense that I would end up there. But um, it all started because I took a motorcycle safety class. So I learned how to ride a motorcycle. And then one day someone was like, oh, we need girls um, in the background kind of riding motorcycles. Like there's not a lot of you around. And I was like, I would love to. And then I got on set and they're like, oh, you're actually the right size for the main characters like stunt double. Um, would you maybe like, can you take a hit? Can you fall? And I just, you, you just say yes to everything. And then hopefully you have time to actually learn it. Or if not, you're just like, okay, yeah, yeah. Set me on fire. But, um, that was really cool. I got to like run and jump on a moving car with like a sawed off shotgun and like shoot into the windows. Although really like they were shot rubber bullets out at me. It was like a whole thing, but, um, but yeah. And then once it was like, one thing right then everyone just sees it's so crazy like oh you do this can you come do this or whatever and um yeah i get to double for a lot of girls on motorcycles which i absolutely love um some fight choreography some like some wire training like yeah 
it's fun. That sounds awesome. Did you have any instance where you're where you're doing this and you're kind of uh, still getting into the groove and learning how to to take the fall and do everything where you're doing a particular scene and then all of a sudden you you take it, it's like yeah I'm fine everything is good. <laughs> um, I've been pretty lucky because I've heard some horror stories. Um. But there are definitely times where I felt like out of my like comfort level where I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull this off. But also working in, again, in the low budget indie world, sometimes like there aren't stunt coordinators. And so like you're your own stunt coordinator and like one fight, um, they wanted to use like a real knife. And then they're like, oh, but then for the stabbing part, we'll just like, fit. and I was like, no, mm. we're not using a real knife for any of this. Like, are you guys crazy? <laughs> And they had brought on, they're like, oh, we brought on like an actual, um, like sort of like Kung Fu person, but like that didn't have film experience. And I was like, that's a totally different style of what we're going to do, like completely different. And trying to, he like came on with an ego and stuff too. And so me trying to explain that like, well, we're not actually going to like physically touch like the camp, like things like the camera doesn't understand depth. So you could, you know, punch out here and it looks like you're hitting me the same way as if you hit me here and... It was just, it was a whole thing, but we didn't use a real knife. So way to like keep myself safe. (laughs) (laughs) Win. Yeah, I'm still alive. (laughs) So, okay. So if you get the chance, what, you know, of all the, because I know you've seen just a ton of different really cool stunts. Has there ever been kind of a, a specific kind of stunt or action sequence that you've always really wanted to do that you haven't done yet? Oh, yeah. So um, the scene in uh, one of the Batman movies where there's a semi truck and it like blows up and flips over. Um, So uh, the stunt coordinator's name was Jim. And I actually got to take a precision driving like stunt driving class with him. And he told me about this. And he was like, I like he made the cannons that exploded the semi. He's like, and I was the one driving it. And I decided that day that I was like, that is my like life's goal now as a stunt woman is to flip over a semi. Um, and so I actually went and I got, I, well, I started to get my CDL so that I would be able to drive semi trucks. And that was like my first step. So I have my permit, um, I can't drive it by myself, but if I have a licensed driver next to me, I can drive one. (laughs) Um, yeah. So that's like goals for sure. And then I started training with horses, um, cause I love horses so much, but I also want to like, I would love to be in a Western where like the horse gets shot and you flip over with the horse. But I mean, that's, I'm a long ways from that, but, um, and that's actually probably the, I think one of the most scared I've been is, um, when I started training, um, my trainer took me to the beach like really early on and basically did one of those, like slap the horse's ass and it just fucking took off. And it (laughs) felt like no matter how hard I pulled back on the reins, this horse was like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And there's like rocks everywhere. And I was like, not wearing a helmet or anything. And I, you know, when I finally got back around to the coach, I was like, you like, is this okay? And he's like, you'll be fine. He's like, you got this. And I like not even riding. I'm like doing this. Cause I don't know how to ride good enough. And stuff. just like busting my ass. Oh, I actually have a scar on my butt from like, um, it basically got like a rug burn from the saddle oh. from like bouncing up and down so much. <laughs> Man, I, I can't that's imagine that. Thing. Yeah. That's the weird thing about stunts and modeling is I have like new scars on my body or like I'll go to a shoot and I'm like bruised up. I'm like, sorry, I have makeup over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's a question. What is, what is the trick? 
you know, whenever you, cause you know, you see actors all of the time. Um, I, you know, I've been a fan. I'll, I'll give an example. I've been a fan of wrestling also among other things for a good chunk of my life. And, you know, Dwayne Johnson was part of that wrestling world. And as he went through everything, you know, he's, you know, he's, you know, putting damage on his body, but he's also putting tattoos on his body throughout the course of this. And he's going to take parts where that's, this person doesn't have a tattoo. What do you do? Is it just like, you just need base, smear some base around. How do you make some of these things disappear? Yeah. I mean, makeup people are wizards. First of all, um, <laughs> I don't know where they go to school, but it is magical. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's why I have no tattoos because in the beginning, starting out, that's very frowned upon and the industry is changing now too and stuff, but, um, just because it is going to take more time and it's easier to put a tattoo on somebody than it is to take one off. Um, and I've kind of just stuck with that, but as you get more well-known and you know, whatever, like Angela, Angelina Jolie's got all sorts of tats and everything. Um, but yeah, makeup is magical. What is the longest that you have had to be in the makeup chair prepping for a specific role? Um, so the Neon Demon, I uh, was a corpse and I had full body, like kind of like that, like veiny looking, like, you know, I've been dead for a couple days and I had a full autopsy scar. Um, and then I also had glam hair and makeup as if I had been done up in the morgue or whatever. So that was a couple hours in the beginning and then a couple hours at the end to take it all off. Um, that was like really crazy. And then for um, the Devil's Junction, I think is what it ended up being named. It was originally called Handy Dandy. Um, I get melted in a gas chamber. And so I had this like full face prosthetic. And then like they ended up, it was so weird. They put tubes here and then they squirted out red and like, greenish applesauce as if I like that was like my skin color melting and then they took a blow dryer and blowed it so that it would look like the gas was like melting my face uh, that was a lot that was a lot we couldn't breathe I couldn't see an applesauce in my fake eyelashes and oh that sounds that sounds um grueling <laughs> Yeah, it'll make you. I hope you're not eating because it'll make you lose your appetite. <laughs> <laughs> well, not for applesauce. Now, now I could go with a <laughs> some. Get me some Mott's stat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, okay, you've you've had these experiences now. You've had you've been around not only the acting side. You've done the stunt work. You've done some production. What is your either your favorite part? of the creation process that you've already done or something that you maybe have not participated in that you have always wanted to do? Ooh. Well, I think that my ideal role would be, did, did you ever see new girl? I did. Okay. So I love like, like a dramedy. Um, but like being the quirky best friend, because when you're the lead character, you like carry the storyline and like you have a lot of responsibility. I want to be like the quirky best friend that comes in, says a couple funny lines. Everybody loves her. And then she like and then she gets to go hang out in her trailer. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think like being the, the comic relief is so fun. I absolutely love that. Um, or or being like the main person stunt double just because. I just like stunting is so badass and there's like 
there's a different kind of pressure because like you don't get a lot of takes. And if you're like destroying something, you might only have one of that. But there's just like this hyper focus and like you're there to do a job and your safety's involved. And it's just so different than stepping on as the actor and your responsibility as the actor to like show emotion. Um, right. Like I guess one's physical and one's like emotional. And so that's like really cool. I could definitely see myself just coming to set, you know, and and being the stunt double also. I don't know. We'll we'll see where I end up in the world. But um, that's kind of like my idea. Well, and of course, if you find that that perfect combination, because I know a lot of uh, actors develop long term relationships with specific stunt people. So they will take them from film to film to film because we already know this person's the right size. I know we get along. We can kind of have the same movements. You just got to you got to find that one person. Right. It's like it's me. Right. Yeah, I um. So when I was first getting started, I was a stand-in for Dreama Walker on um. Oh God, this show that got canceled really early on, but um. But we filmed like for six months, and so I was like, oh, I could like just be like Dreama's little sidekick everywhere we go. And not that she doesn't do stunts or anything, <laughs> but um, I met the people that shot Sharknado, and they were like, oh, you would have been perfect for Tara Reid stunt double. And I was like, somebody get me to meet Tara Reid. <laughs> <laughs> <Me and Tara. laughs> well and that's that right there that series is like the perfect culmination of cheesy cheesy horror and cult classic i yeah. mean that's what so that's a pitch that also like every horror will give you is like we're gonna be the next cult classic like you really want to work for less money be in our project because it's going to be huge and you know <laughs> they typically never are but um <laughs> but obviously you know every once in a while they sneak in there well, we need to have come back, and this this is what you should spearhead. This is this is where it is. If you're wanting to do the 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 stunt and have that B side, we need more B action films again because you've had some uh, experience with with the, not exactly B films. Steven Seagal is not exactly a B list actor, <laughs> although sometimes I feel like he is nowadays. <laughs> um, but. Uh, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, there were so many really, really so bad that they were good martial arts films. I, I still have a, just a love in my heart for the film The Last Dragon. I mean, it was just kind of, you know, what what if a Bruce Lee film happened in Harlem? That was great. You know, yeah. th there wasn't a lot of money involved with it clearly but it just it worked out so well there you go you got to find you got to find some martial artist about your height <laughs> that that's what yes. you do i have a friend actually and i um so my acting coach has really been pushing me to like make my own content that's different than what you see me in obviously because it's a little pigeonholed you know over there on my mdb um so i've like i wanted i know i wanted to be with motorcycles so i just have this vision of like pulling up to like a dark seedy bar in the desert on my motorcycle and I walk in and then it's going to be like, it's going to have vampire vibes and there's going to be like, there's going to be a sexy fight scene, very dramatic. And yeah, I'm already like, I got my, like my martial arts friend, he's going to choreograph it and be in it. And then, you know, they'll have like a plot, but that's like really just what I want to see and do. It's like motorcycle, vampire fight, sexy, boom. <laughs> I like it. Well, as we come to the end of uh, time together, I have to ask what projects coming up should we keep an eye out for you so that we can see the next step of awesomeness that you have to offer? Yes. So um, I just shot a movie called Porterville. Um, I mean, it'll probably take a year to come out, but keep your eye out for that. I, uh, I play 
a hooker shocker (laughs) (laughs) a hooker um but i have a lot of lines in that one and there's some like really fun scenes um i yeah i can't give away much more than that but yes and then um next month i will be shooting a sequel to trophy heads that full moon did um but instead of scream queens the killer will be going after influencers so. <laughs> I like it. I like it. There's a lot. There needs to be some thinning. That way my audience can grow while everybody else <laughs> decreases. <laughs> exactly. It'll be sexy. It'll be funny. Heads will be rolling. Hint, hint. And, um, and yeah, and there's a pilot called Boned. Um, that was the one where I'm a stripper motorcycle mechanic. Um, that's a pilot. We're just waiting on some funding for that. And um what else? And then my friend would love for me to always pitch Girls, Guns, and Blood. I have a cool fight scene in that. You can find that on, I think, like all the Amazon Prime and Tubi and Peacock. Or not Peacock, but I don't know. All those like kind of platforms. I love it. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. It, is, it has been an absolute pleasure to, to get to know you a little bit better and have our listeners get to know you a little bit better and and uh, hopefully when you have something else come back, you'll come back on the show and talk to us again. Yay! I would love that. I would too. Thank you again. Heck yeah. Thank you so much.